This CTN Viewpoint is brought to you by Workday. This is CTN Viewpoint on CIO Talk Network. Welcome listeners, this is Sanjog. All your host and the topic for conversation is rebuilding enterprise performance infrastructure. And I have with me Grace Monahan. Grace is the Vice President and Chief Information Officer with Henry Schein. Hello, Grace. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great honors all ours. And we wanted to talk about an interesting subject because we've heard so many stories about the business transformation efforts that many companies are going through. They're not finding the best results, or in some cases, they're failing. And management sponsorship, collaboration, workflow issues, and employee engagement are some of the top reasons that are reported. So since doing same old may not work, we wanted to explore the art and science of carrying out a complete reset and then rebuild off an organization's performance infrastructure, which is the people, processes, and tools, which can then perhaps lead us to the intended outcome. So to that end, Grace, uh, let's start with the challenges that are commonly reported. And I'd like to start with the management sponsorship and support. So when we see these transformations start, there's a lot of excitement and management gives a speech and uh, everyone is all enthused. And there's a lot of investment being put in and commitments are made every day. But then somewhere we find that thrill, that excitement starts reducing or dwindling. And in some cases, we start revoking that sponsorship, the support that we need right in the middle when things could be getting heated up or maybe up the ramp. Why does this happen? Okay, well, start with uh, what the picture looks like at Henry Schein. You know, at Henry Schein, we've been a rapidly growing company for many years, and we continue to recognize that the economy, the marketplace, the customer needs are always evolving. So transformation is not a new idea for Henry Schein. Um, We have always focused on transforming our business processes, business models, and our technology is an ongoing initiative as well. Um, one of the keys to our ability uh, to do these transformative initiatives is our very strong support from our senior leadership team, including our chief executive, uh, Stan Bergman. Um, when you look at uh, you know, the question, as you asked, enterprise performance infrastructure made up of people, processes, and tools, I think that's a very key statement in that it does involve those things, people, processes, and tools. And many businesses you know, go into this initiative focused too heavily on the idea of tools and technology, when the people, in my opinion, the people are really the key. So I believe that, you know, as far as how the ways that they go wrong is, number one, the commitment is not really made. If the commitment is really made, meaning that the resources and investment are going to be committed and available, and the diligence is done on what it takes to do a short-term, medium, and long-term transformation, then you have a reduced risk of revoking, you know, the effort or being unsuccessful in the effort. The only time that an effort should be turned around um, and reduced is if the business itself suffers from unexpected market conditions. Then you may decide that you need to prioritize something else. But otherwise, to me, it's it's really the strong commitment communications and leadership that, that drive these efforts. And it's, it's, a people, it's a people issue. It's a people that will make it successful. So it means you have to have the right people involved in the transformation, and they have to be available. 
fabulous response that you gave, uh, Grace. My question then becomes is, you've seen the reason why your transformation efforts may be successful, but when people are failing and then for some reason, management may have initially given, would you call it a lip service to this whole sponsorship and commitment, and later on, they did not do it because they were never serious about it? Is that what happened? I think that uh, transformation is, is difficult, and it takes you know, a strong commitment to change, and you have to be willing to commit, truly commit to it, and truly commit the resources. And so I think some people go into it, there are several reasons. Some people go into it focused, they think that a technology is a silver bullet, and they're going to bring in this technology, and they're going to transform. Some people go into it saying that, uh, you know, standing up and saying how important it is, and everybody should transform, and it's everybody's job, but everybody already has a day job. Some people uh, go into it seriously, thinking that they're going to do it, but then they're not willing to make the hard decisions to force the change when people don't want to give up the old processes. Sometimes it even means that uh, you have to uh, change the organizational structure or you have to change out people. It really is a leadership issue. So you must be dedicated, stick to the plan, and have high-level sponsorship. Now, let's talk about the business processes and workflows. And anyone who has ever doubled into the transformation effort, they know you cannot slap technology. You cannot have anything which is to enable the business to be done before you've actually tackled the business processes and workflows. You have to do an upfront evaluation. You have to improve them first as the foundation before you start doing anything else. There seems to be a situation where people are putting the cart ahead of the horse. They are trying to put things more like technology or other type of uh, improvement initiatives, but not doing it at fundamental business process and workflow level. How come somebody is ignoring that critical step? Well, first, I'd like to say that that step, I agree, is completely critical. You have to have a proper evaluation of your existing process. must understand the as-is and the to-be of where, where you are and where you're trying to go. I think people skip it because it's hard work. It takes a lot of time and effort to do a proper evaluation of existing processes and to do a proper vision of where it is that you want to go. So some people just want to leap ahead with the new process and they they want to skip the important understanding of the current processes and work. And they, they don't want to do the work and take the time because they're anxious to get to the end goal. So, uh, but I, I don't believe that you can get there without really understanding it because it comes down to change management. And if you, do, if you understand your future process, but you don't understand the current process, roles, people, and how it fits together, then it's very difficult to transform what you have. You know, you can't guide the change management of how the roles and the processes are going to change without understanding where you're starting from. Now, let's talk about collaboration. You know, you could have collaboration uh, within the organization, basically cross-functional, or even with your value chain players, and it becomes critical how communication and collaboration happens within an organization for transformation even to be successful. But we find slippages in that. Are we going wrong? Why, why is that being a critical element, but people still don't communicate properly? They still don't collaborate when they know you can only win when you're together. In order to have that, you really need to have uh, something that Henry Schein is extremely strong on, and that is a culture of teamwork. If you have a culture of teamwork, it makes cross-functional collaboration possible. You have to have that and, uh, and also strong leadership and communication. So it is critical to have a solid formal process for the initiative as well. If these are weak, then I think slippage can happen. So 
uh, I'm going to give you an example of uh, a recent effort and what it really took uh, to, to make a transformation. We had a recent uh, data initiative that was cross-business units and IT, and numerous other support departments involved in the initiative. And in order to do that, we, we had a tremendous amount of work on the current processes, on where we were going, what the changes needed to be. And we had a very strong team culture in the project. Also, uh, absolutely uh, focused leadership on the initiative, proper project planning, communication, and in the end, uh, a dedication to excellence. So within Team Shine, we have the advantage that we do have at all times a focus on excellence and teamwork. And communication is something you always need to work on. At the end of the day, we had over 120 people involved in this particular initiative, which was a data initiative, uh, new categorization, definitions, et cetera. And we had strong commitments. The things that I'm saying we had are the, are the reasons people have slippage. They don't have a strong commitment. They don't make the resources available. They don't have a strong culture of leadership. They don't have uh, leadership that's focused on the win, that's uh, basically cheering on the team at every step, every obstacle, helping to remove obstacles, and, and having the team spirit. We had, you know, of this 120 people, we had about half of them in the entire weekend, putting in tremendous amounts of time that they were happy to do because we had that commitment and excitement and you have to keep it exciting. You have to, be, and the reason you do that, I think, is through visibility, um, leaders, you know, cheering people on, recognizing the effort, and bringing the team together. So in a way, you kill two birds with one stone that you got the collaboration and communication going, but the basic uh, commitment that you put in there and the communication that the way you did and the processes and the style of leadership that was used, you also, in a way, seems like have gotten the employee engagement problem cracked. Absolutely. Absolutely, you have to, the employee engagement is, is crucial. First, I don't think you can take, you can succeed without the slippage to a big transformation effort in an organization where you, you don't already have a high level of employee engagement. So uh, at Henry Shine, we have a culture survey that we do to measure our, our engagement, and we have a lot of activities and leadership and incentives and you know, all the other things that go into a, a high-performance enterprise. So I think if you start with a high-performance enterprise, you have uh, the opportunity to really do some huge transformational activities. But you have to be willing to support and, and champion the change. I think if you don't have the employee engagement commitment and the right culture, then, uh, then my opinion would be you have to work on that first before you do a big transformation effort because... Uh, it's, it's very difficult without that level of commitment and engagement. All right. So with that said, uh, now let's think about your situation where I'm sure you have worked very hard to get uh, over the humps, which would have caused issues with the transformation. But there are many, many organizations, as we spoke already, have been having issues. So imagine the issues with the management sponsorship or with the workflows and business process related issues or the collaboration, communication, and the employee engagement, people are struggling on many levels in many other companies. If you were their guide and a consultant to them, if they were to try to think about a master reset and say, okay, let's start from scratch because this is not working out. We cannot put the you know, new wrapper on an old product, if you will. 
what would be that approach to building a business case so that you can actually think about a reset and then rebuild that technology-enabled enterprise performance infrastructure? Well, I think that you have to have a clear vision. The business case needs to be based on the market conditions, competitive goals, you know, what it is that you want to achieve, financial benefits, and you have to have an organization that's willing to invest defining the measurable outcomes of this transformation. The team itself is absolutely critical. Um, you need to put star performers on this team, not people who uh, everyone else is engaged in their job and all the star performers are busy, and we're just going to take people you know, who happen to be available. Um, the technology is there to support the business strategy, um, but the business case itself you need to focus on. You can't, it's not about technology, I think, when it comes to this. So I would say the vision and the business case and the goals need to be clear to the transformation team and actually to the entire organization. Um, business units have to have a strong, have to own the business case and IT enabling it. Uh, I don't think you can do these transformation efforts with IT leader, driver, and vision creator. It needs to really go the other way. We can certainly, um, as a CIO, you can certainly contribute to the business vision and business case by enabling them to understand what's possible. But you have to have strong business drivers and a business case that's understood, preferably with measurable goals. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And thank you, Grace, for giving us this segue because the next step is to actually look at within the technology because we are trying to talk about technology-enabled enterprise performance infrastructure, that means we will have to also look at technology group or what we offer in there. And we have to do some sort of readiness check. And the fix is in the area of the data, strategy, and architecture before you will go ahead and evaluate and or apply technology. So how do you go about it? What type of readiness check and fixes that you do? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Workday is proud to sponsor this program, Rebuilding Enterprise Performance Infrastructure. Shouldn't enterprise applications be able to keep up with the latest trends and innovations? Enter Workday. Our enterprise applications are simple, intuitive, secure, and built for the cloud computing and mobile revolutions. A leading provider of enterprise cloud applications, Workday delivers financial management, human capital management, and analytics applications designed for the world's largest organizations. Visit Workday.com forward slash technology to discover how we're different by design. This is CTN Viewpoint on CIO Talk Network. Welcome back, listeners. So, uh, Grace, here the readiness check and the fixes that we need to require, we are, we are basically supposed to get in place in the areas of data strategy and architecture become very important before we go and evaluate and apply technology. So what are those? Well, data, everybody's talking about data, as you know. Um, the data strategy uh, is very important. So this is a big one. Uh, data analysis and cleansing are part of the readiness and it's not, it's not just the technology itself. You need to define a data strategy, which is imperative, to reach the required outcome short-term and long-term. So the architecture planning, from an IT perspective, you have to plan for the hardware, middleware, software. You must define the products you're going to use, the partners uh, that you're going to engage with to create the capability. 
um, especially if you're going to go cloud with your data strategy and architecture. And uh, today, pretty much that is the direction. And uh, the reason for that is for the flexibility, scalability, um, you know, the ability to be agile and to, you know, really have business agility. Uh, cloud is generally a preferred method today, not to say it's the only way to go. Um, so uh, you also have to take into account some of the more, more challenging areas like cybersecurity, uh, business continuity, disaster recovery, all the controls and governance areas. So from a technology perspective, you, you need to look at the readiness. Often, I, I, you know, if I look back on where projects fail or, you know, any challenges that I've had along the way in, in any of these transformations or even large project initiatives, it comes down to following a process. It comes down to having a defined process. Um, you know, if I talk about the programming processes, it would be waterfall and agile and all of those methods that go into proper project management. But you also have the full project life cycle. So the readiness check, if you don't do it, um, the areas that I've seen fail in the past is based on assumptions. Uh, I've had projects fail based on the assumption of uh, data is good. Somebody just decides to tell you data is good and people assume it and they go along the road. You really need to question and audit what's going on. Um, and you need to start from the current state of um, data and your architecture and infrastructure and whether or not you really, you've got everything set for the initiative going forward. And so looking at the technology stack that's available, right, the tools, the applications, whether on cloud or wherever for that matter, it can help you offer the unique insights that the business needs. It can even help fundamentally redefine how the business gets executed. And it also allows automation to another degree so that we allow our people to focus on what the core business is. If that is the level of value technology can bring, then to what degree are organizations able to use technology as a forethought and a foundation as a catalyst versus still talking about, I'm not saying enabler is a bad word, but enabler could also be considered as an afterthought. But how about making it as the forethought for whatever an organization wants to do, even when we're talking in the context of the people and the process and the tools reimagining and resetting and rebuilding? Well, I think that when you look at the technology available today, uh, it's really very powerful. And one of, one of the things you have to look at is uh, really the amount of choice and making the right choices in the technology and the partners. Um, if you're going with implementation partners, you can easily fail by not doing your diligence on the proper implementation partner that has the skill set and experience behind them. As, and I think that when it comes down to it, assuming that you choose the right technology, there's plenty of expertise outside, uh, especially in cloud, to help you through the implementation of the technology. What's really the most difficult part where most people fail is they don't acknowledge that change management is the biggest challenge rather than the technology. This is where the business agility really comes into play. The business agility will allow the organization to adapt to new technology and processes. And that means you have to keep what works going forward, but you need to be willing to stop doing things the way they have always done it. So another example of where projects have failed is I had one project where the people put on the project were the original creators of the old process. That's something you really have to be careful not to do. And if you do do it, you need to 
make sure you have enough people on the team who were not part of that. Because what these people did was they had been the inventors of the old process, and therefore they took the new technology and reinvented the old process using the new technology, which is a sure way to fail a transformation and to, you know, to not be able to move forward and to not provide the business agility that you had planned on. Um, you know, we have uh, at Henry Schein a continuous process of prioritization to ensure that we're always doing what really matters. So that's another way that you can get off track is to not focus and not have proper prioritization and everybody on board with what's most important. So some people fail because they try to do everything and they keep interrupting the process with additional priorities and scope creep. So if you're going to transform, and if you're going to transform, say, the entire organization and every single process, you still have to put a stake in the ground where you're going to start and end on phase one. And then you continue to define, you know, additional stages as you move forward, but you also, I think, uh, can fail if you try to do too much too soon. So I think if you look at the current processes of Agile and Cloud, the end result is do something small that's scalable. Do it small, do it right, and then scale. Don't try to do everything. And to that end, while we're talking about technology, the key here is that technology itself should not become very complicated or tough to maintain or difficult to maintain. So how about we go and select cost-effective and intuitive, say, pure cloud-based software for majority of our needs for the rebuilding effort? I'm a fan of uh, going in that direction whenever possible. I think that the days of custom coding everything uh, are gone. Uh, the cloud enables you to move faster and take advantage of best practices. It enables you to upgrade uh, with other experts, basically uh, taking advantage of the ideas of many. And I really think that the cloud enables the agility for the scalability. Um, the only time that you should be customizing and, you know, custom coding to me, it has to be a complete differentiator that's not available in a commercial product. So what is going to be key from a technology perspective, you know, choosing the right technology is always going to be key, but choosing the right implementation partners when it comes to the cloud and building those relationships and managing them uh, is really going to be uh, important in this rebuilding effort. And finally, the leadership and culture, the type of leadership and culture we need or require to allow such creative destruction, with, which I mean is like doing a reset and then rebuild, so that we can actually have successful execution of these transformation efforts and have some sustained results as an outcome. Well, to me, this is the most key topic. Uh, the leadership and culture required is really at the core of being able to succeed in, in transformation and sustained results. Uh, leadership sponsorship from the top all the way through the organization is, is critical. Um, you have to have the right culture for transformation. It's an absolute must, in my opinion. You have to have that culture backed up by the willingness to invest, the willingness to change processes, and sometimes people, which is the hard part. And, you know, putting people in different seats on the bus and uh, making changes in the, in the way people operate. You need to have a culture that provides vision and support uh, the ability to stop doing things the old way. That means some people have to get out of the way. 
who can't do it the new way and want to do it the old way. Leadership frees the team to drive in a new direction and to encourage people to take risks, which I think is another important thing. You have to have some room for people to fail and take risks, or they will simply not really take any big steps. They will do incremental change and no large transformation. So I think you need, uh, from the leadership and culture perspective, you have to have big ideas and big vision, but you need to start small and scale and understand your full journey. And you have to also have fortitude, determination, dedication, high level of communications, and again, the culture of teamwork. Once again, thank you, Grace, for sharing your thoughts and insights about how organizations can fundamentally rethink and then rebuild their enterprise performance infrastructure to achieve predictable and positive results from their transformation efforts. And listeners, I'd invite you to find related conversations on our website at ciotalknetwork.com forward slash road to agility. This is CTN Viewpoint on CIO Talk Network. This CTN Viewpoint is brought to you by Workday. Workday. 